Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, this being January, we wanted to announce that we are beginning our 44th year of ministry. It's hard to believe that this ministry was started in the summer of 1979. I guess, Eric, you could say I started it when I was 10 years old, so I'm not that old. But anyway, it's been a pleasure serving the Lord in this capacity. But we're also going to have another milestone, if you will, and that concerns our radio program, Viewpoint on Mormonism. We began Viewpoint on Mormonism at least after we made the transition to the state of Utah, because many of you may not be familiar with the early years. We were based in El Cajon, California. That was a a town that I was basically raised in. And I started the ministry in El Cajon, and then in 2004, we felt to move the ministry to Utah, and we've been here ever since. That's even hard to believe. We're pushing almost two decades being here in Utah. One of the greatest moves we've ever made. But radio was not really something that was on on my radar when I moved to Utah, even though, Eric, you were my co-host when we were in California. We were on a station, uh, KPRZ. It was a talk show at the time, a one-hour talk show that aired on the weekends. We shared radio time with a good friend of ours, Peter Barnes, who was a former Jehovah's Witness. He had viewpoint on Jehovah's Witnesses, and we had viewpoint on Mormonism, and we invited people to call in. We didn't uh, hold on to that format. We decided to do this recorded format. It's much shorter, still takes a lot of time to prep for and edit and so forth and so on, but we did change the format at that time. So what we did in San Diego on K-Praise was a call-in show, but Bill, how did you start your radio career? Uh, That's an interesting story because uh, I, I was actually asked to be interviewed on a program that aired on one evening a week, I think it was. And it was a, an hour and a half show. So I was asked to come on to be interviewed for an hour and a half. And just not too terribly long before the show was supposed to air, the station gets a call from the host of that show saying he's, he's not going to be able to make it. They gave the phone to me so he could tell me. And he says, yeah, Bill, I'm not going to be able to make it, but you can take the show yourself. That was my introduction into radio. And it was my introduction into talk radio. And of all things, I get a, an hour and a half to fill. Uh, I did that the first night. I've never gone back to listen to that first broadcast. It was probably very slow, very methodical, probably very boring, but that's how I got into it. And then you came on several years later. We eventually took a time slot that was airing on Saturdays, and we did that for five years until the temple opened in San Diego in 1993. Then when we moved up here, uh, you came up in 2010, and we decided, let's let's do that again. And so we went on KUTR in this type of a format. And so this month, January, is we're not sure exactly what day in January, but this month in January, we will be airing our 3,000th broadcast. 
Now, we should mention, we say broadcast purposely because not all those shows are original. You probably recognize that sometimes we will re-air past broadcasts, and there's a reason for that. One reason is, is Eric and I will sometimes be out doing speaking engagements or conducting an outreach somewhere. Naturally, we can't record any fresh shows, so we will play some past broadcasts. We also do that the last month of the year to give us a little breathing room where we can get some extra shows recorded and then have some already in the queue when January comes around. Well, Bill, we uh, started this as a radio show on, as you mentioned, KUTR, AM 820 and FM 95.3, and we air at 9.45 in the morning. We did that for the first year, but slowly but surely, we have added stations, and we're now on six radio stations. So, yes, this is a podcast, but it's also a radio show. We're in stations uh, everywhere from California, Idaho, Nevada, and we just added this past year, Honolulu, Hawaii. And so that's great that we are being aired five days a week. Bill, we started this show uh, at 14 minutes, and one of the complaints we get is it's too short. What do you do when somebody tells you, why don't you make the show longer? Well, I'm actually flattered that they'll say that our 14-minute slot is too short because that means that they want more. I'd rather they say that than say it's too long. It it takes a lot of time preparing for this show. You would think only 14 minutes maximum, and there's actually less of us speaking content because you have intros and outros. But uh, it takes a lot of time to prepare those shows, and that that has become a, a major part of my week now is getting these shows ready, and then plus the prepping for the topic that we're going to talk about as well. But one of the reasons why I think radio is so effective is because we can be cutting edge. We will find out something that's going on that needs to be talked about right now. That's not always true because sometimes we do talk about historical issues and things like that. But when it comes to issues that are happening fresh, we like to be on top of that and to talk about some of those things just within days after that that story broke or that article came out. We do have a lot of LDS listeners, too. People don't seem to realize, even though we're airing on predominantly on stations that are geared to meeting the needs of Christian audiences, we do have a lot of Latter-day Saints that do listen to Christian radio. I would argue that probably the reason why they listen to Christian radio is maybe they don't feel that Christian radio is a threat to their personal beliefs, because... Many times, Latter-day Saints, as we've often talked about on this show, they use terms that we use, and maybe when they hear a Christian pastor or a Christian speaker in their daily broadcasts say some things, it may not affect them the same way because they are interpreting what's being said through the lens of their definitions and not ours. That's not so true with ours, because we are making it very clear when we talk about definitions, we want our Latter-day Saint listeners to know we are not describing a lot of the same terms the way they would describe those same terms. People write us emails, uh, letters, but uh, I think some of the best feedback is when somebody actually meets us and tells us how the shows have had an impact. I just talked to a guy a couple months ago, and he wanted me to know how important this was for helping him to get out of Mormonism. Now, we weren't the only resource that he used. Uh, There were other things that he found that helped him to be able to get out, but he became a Christian. And I think that is 
the best thing for us is we want people to leave Mormonism, but not leave Mormonism for nothing, but that Jesus actually is the Savior and it's possible to have a relationship with him. Early in our time with Viewpoint on Mormonism, I'll never forget we had a meeting here in Utah and we had somebody come early. I don't know if you remember this, Bill, and the guy came up and he just gave me a big hug. And I didn't quite know what to do with that. And he says, thank you. Thank you so much. He says, a year ago, I didn't like you guys. I thought of you guys very lowly. And I went out to prove you guys were wrong. And yet I found you guys were actually correct in the things you were saying. And he became a Christian. Uh, do you remember that? I do. I, I remember the church. I remember where we were at that time. We were doing a symposium at that church on a Saturday. Yeah. And so those are the kinds of things we we may not know exactly how many people have been affected. but And also we've had a lot of Christians tell us of how important the shows have been to keep them up to date as to what Mormonism is doing, what the leaders are talking about, so that they can better share with their Latter-day Saint friends and family members. Now, you had mentioned, Eric, about we're a radio show as well as a podcast. Now, what that, how that works is, is we air the shows and then they are put in a feed and then people can get them on their listening devices whenever they have the time to listen, which is good. Um, but we also have a list on our website at mrm.org, a complete list of our past broadcasts. You put a lot of time into that list. But if you were to go to our website, mrm.org slash podcast, one of the first links you're going to see is what we call a catalog of all the past broadcasts. And you've broken it down topically. Why don't you explain why you did that and where they can find it? Yeah. And so as Bill just mentioned, just go to the podcast page and you can click on the very top in the archive. And Viewpoint on Mormonism Archives includes all of the original shows we have ever done. So I don't know how many total we don't put the repeats in there, but topics such as apologetics and Bible, critique, blacks and race. If you don't get enough of Viewpoint on Mormonism each week because it's five 15 minute shows, I encourage you go to that first link, or you can go to mrm.org slash viewpoint on Mormonism catalog with hyphens between those words, viewpoint on Mormonism catalog, and find what are some of the things you might like to learn about. I just recently uh, talked to a gentleman who asked me about a particular book. Well, we happened to do a whole two-week series on that particular book. I was able to take him to the archives, and he was amazed that they were available. And then he saw the pages, and he said, Wow, I have some homework to do. Well, wonderful. So I would encourage you to use that archive page. Uh, so many different topics that we have covered, I would encourage you to listen to those. When you think about it, Eric, we've been around now. We're, as I mentioned, we're, we're starting our 44th year of ministry. That means we began when Spencer W. Kimball was the president. He was the 12th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And since then, there have been six presidents and that's only 17, so we have been around one, more than one-third of all the presidents who have ever uh, been with this church, starting with Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and so on. But six of the 17 uh, presidents, you started this ministry a long time ago. I'm glad you did because so many people have been helped in being able to understand those differences between what Mormonism teaches and what biblical Christianity is all about. You know, I get asked a lot. Well, has the church changed a lot since you began studying this and when you started witnessing to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I would say 
mainly the theology has not changed. There are certain nuances within the theology that has changed, but the theology is still, in our opinion, just as bad as it always was. They still have a horrible view of salvation. They still have heretical views concerning God the Father and Jesus Christ that need to be corrected. They still have a lot of emphasis on the Book of Mormon, pretty much the same as when I started in 1979. They have had to backtrack a little bit on some things that they used to say about the Book of Mormon and such, but it still plays a prominent role in the theology of the LDS Church. Though we are seeing some course corrections, in my opinion, they're not all that major, and I wish the church would focus on some of those areas and um, and come more to a Christian consensus. Sometimes it may sound confusing because, let's admit, the church, especially under Russell M. Nelson, started talking a lot more about Jesus, but they never really changed their views of Jesus. That's the problem. They can talk about Jesus all they want, but if this Jesus is not the Jesus of the New Testament, and it's interesting, when we talk to former members of the church, they tell us that. Their leaders have made it clear that their Jesus is different. So why would we assume that they're the same when their own leaders are saying that the Jesus they worship is different than the one that we worship? Just a lot of things that are going on. We just want to point that out, that we're pretty excited about starting our 44th year of ministry, and come July 2023, that'll be the beginning of our 12th anniversary of Viewpoint on Mormonism, and we do thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism.